Nebraska Public Media Sports brings you live coverage of the NSAA High School Baseball Championships from Werner Park in Omaha on Friday, May 17th. Catch the Class C game at noon Central, Class B game at 3.30 p.m. Central, and Class A at 7 p.m. Central on Nebraska Public Media. You're listening to Hurt at Sports Radio. Offensive out of the left wing. Now low circle. Shoulder down at the man. It's a Victor Mancini overtime. Wrapping up our number two here on Hurt at Sports Radio. I'm Ravi Lula. Andrew Rogers here with me. We are joined now by Jordan McAlpine. He is a uh, hockey writer for The Rink Live. He covers NCHC hockey as well. Jordan, how are you this morning? Good. How you guys doing? What up, Jordan? Hey, Jordan, you know, I just want to start with UNO here as we uh, uh, get into our hockey coverage this morning. How would you assess their start to the season, obviously sweeping Niagara, taking a couple losses to Ohio State and Western Michigan, uh, and then getting that OT winner against Western Michigan on Saturday? Uh, how would you evaluate their start to the season at 3-2-1? and one? Yeah, no, it's been a, a little bit up and down through, uh, through six games there. Uh, I think last weekend was a, a good measuring stick, jumping into conference play, uh, Against the Western Michigan team, that's uh, f- frankly a, a pretty good team and is going to be a, a pretty good taste of what they're going to see throughout the course of the season. But you look at it, I mean, uh, Ohio State comes in here, ranked matchup. I know they get the uh, the tie on Friday, come out a little bit flat on the Saturday night. Um, uh, I'm, I'm sure if you ask anybody in that locker room, disappointing with the end result. But at the end of the day, like I said, going up against a 15th uh, ranked team and, and you walk out of there with, with the tie at least at least something to feel good about going into western michigan another flat start in the Friday, turn around with a big win and hey that that's the type of win that can really uh really springboard you uh, especially in the next couple weeks with uh play coming up here and if you look back to last season uh the the getting swept by niagara is uh, the real talking point and sure it was what what uh what did them in from the start of the year, and that that's the type of thing that comes spring when you're in the outside looking into the tournament can uh, can really be the the difference maker. So I, I guess in one retrospect, they're uh, they're getting taking care of business when it matters with that, but at the same time, six games it's uh, it's early November. No, no championships are won at this time of year, so to speak. But uh, if you're on that team, I think you got to like the start. Now, granted, you might have uh, wanted at least one win out of that Ohio State series, but at the same time, we're, with where they're sitting, uh, and, and especially with Long Island coming to town here, it's uh, not a bad place to be. Jordan, I remember a couple of years ago that Omaha was at home. I think it was like eight home series in a row. I mean, it just felt like every single weekend they were playing at home, and the schedule this year is a little bit like that. Nine of the first 11 at home, then they go on the road, and, um, well, they they take on some some pretty tough names in Denver and Duluth and, and North Dakota. Like, what do you make of the schedule balance this year for Omaha? Yeah, it, it's kind of interesting. I know you and I were actually talking about the other night that you had the year where um, – I think it was eight straight home, eight or ten straight home games to open the year. Then you have the pod the year after. 
So you're you're in Omaha for for ten <laughs> straight. You're in it in a bubble, and, and then the second half, that uh, it seems like this team's getting uh, gotten pretty accustomed to playing at Baxter over the years. But that's uh, obviously the case again this year. Nine to the eleven, like you mentioned, they got the home and home with Augustana next month, which will be a, a little interesting schedule wrinkle. But I will be uh, I'll be interested to see how they handle those first three road tests. I, if I was putting the schedule together, I wouldn't mind getting a. Uh, a little bit of a, a non-con challenge on the road, so to speak, because you, as you mentioned, you jumped Denver, Duluth, and uh, North Dakota, boom, 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 with uh, with that Arizona State tournament mixed in there, I should say. But uh, th- those are three three environments and three of the teams that are considered uh, among many at the top of this conference for a reason. So uh, we'll see how they handle that. But at the same time, it, I'd be a little leery. You you can get cautious or get a little. Uh, well, too comfortable playing in your own barn when you go on to these uh, these road tests with it. That we'll have to see how uh, how they perform, especially that DU series right out of the gate. Uh, speaking of performance, Jordan, um, something that Omaha absolutely needs to focus on and, and getting better at is the power play and, and scoring on the power play. I, you know, it's kind of funny. We were talking upstairs at the game and um, Ravi, we were kind of like looking up and down the, the power play roster. And I'm like, man, I'd probably move like this person over here or take this person off, like try to change things up. And then the guy I said who should pop off was Gr- Griffin Ludke. And he ends up being the one that scores the lone power <laughs> play goal. And I thought that was just very ironic that I was like, all right, Andrew, just get put in your place a little bit here. Uh, but, you know, it, it's especially important to get some of these four, Forwards going. Jack Randall, haven't seen his name much. Uh, Ty Mueller. Now, I did notice that at least on overall line play, five-on-five play, that Jimmy Glenn slotted up with Matt Miller and Jack Randall uh, in that second game, and they moved uh, Ty Mueller to uh, either, either the second line or, or I, I can't really pinpoint it too much, but just how important is it to get some of these forwards going so that you can capitalize on the power play? Yeah, I, I guess first off, uh, b- between uh, between Ludke and, and then those two goals scoring on Saturday night, they really are putting our in place. But <laughs> the, the, the big picture with the power play here, I mean, uh, at the end of the day, let, let's be honest with each other, that the numbers don't lie. Three for 34, one for 13 this weekend. They're, uh, they're currently 57th in the country. It, it, it's especially for a power play that the last four or five years here has been one of their strengths. It is something they need to get going here. I know uh, Coach Gavinette himself both nights kind of talking about liking some of the looks they're getting. They're getting traffic in front of Cameron Rowe. Um, and uh, Nolan Sullivan actually talked about it too on Friday night. The, the breakouts, the retrievals are there, but at the end of the day it boils down to execution. And it's uh, it's not getting the job done right now. I, I know they scored the one on, on Friday night, but especially in NCHC play, those are uh, the opportunities that you got to take advantage of. So we'll see uh, – We'll see if they can get headed in the right direction. But you mentioned Miller, you mentioned Randall, you mentioned Mueller. Those are three of their leading scorers that are back from last season. And up until Saturday night, the uh, the three had three combined points this year, and they were all Mueller assist. And especially when when you're going up against the the North Dakotas of the world, the St. Cloud States of the world, the, even Western Michigan for that matter, a, a explosive, high-powered offensive team, you got to have those type of guys producing for you and. Uh, you can have the the contributions from up and down the lineup, which are great. But at the end of the day, there's there's going to come a game where you need your big horses to step up. And Saturday night was that. We we saw Randall get his first of the year. We saw Mueller get a big goal to get him on the board for him. So I'll be interested to see uh, what the lines look like 
th- this weekend, but more so the the next weekend uh, with with Denver with conference play starting up. I know we saw Jimmy Glenn slot up there and kind of provide that line of spark. But those uh, those three were were locked at the hip throughout the first five six games of the season here and. Once again, in the in the big picture, those are the guys you're going to need to rely on. Jordan, when you see a, a team like Omaha struggling with their power play, and you mentioned they've got guys that have scored a bunch in the past, Coach Gavinet says, hey, we like the looks that we're getting. You know, what do you chalk something like that up to? Is it, is it kind of at this point in the season still early enough that it could be kind of just a fluky deal? You mentioned execution. Is that just come down to kind of the mental side of the game, or what do you chalk that up to if they like the players and they like the looks? Yeah, I, I do think it's the mental side more than anything. Especially, and I think the power plays a big part of it, but also if you you step back and, and look, and, and here again, it's it's six games. It's the, the first week in November, let, let's not kid ourselves. It's still early to be pressing the panic button on any of that stuff. But, I mean, you have a, a slow start, especially with Niagara, a team that you, you'd think you'd be beating up on it offensively in that standpoint, that uh, you're not scoring, you're not producing, you're going to start gripping the sticks a little bit tighter, you're going to start second-guessing everything out there. And, and I think another big part of it, not just with Omaha, but in, in general with the power play, you'll you'll start looking for the pretty pass or the exact the exact look in front of the net that you want, and kind of get too uh, too focused on one play that it kind of comes back to bite you with that. And, and another thing that gets lost in that is that in Ludkey comes into that kind of as a byproduct is Omaha the last few games has been without Joe Lemay, mm-hmm. the guy that quarterbacks that power play for him. Yeah. Frankly, I think he's one of the best offensive defensemen in this conference and was expecting a big year out of him. That uh, I think that's thrown a lot of things out of whack the last couple games here too. But just uh, just from watching them, like I said, they're they're getting they're getting looks in the middle, but playing around the perimeter a lot, and at the same time. Uh, We'll, we'll see. It's one of those things that it only takes one or two to hopefully uh, get get going with them. So maybe uh, maybe a goal or two this weekend on the man advantage will open up the floodgate. Jordan, I want to take advantage of uh, your range. I mean, you're, you wear a ton of different hats. I mean, you're kind of like a fedora, very versatile. <laughs> uh, when you uh, look at the NHL this season and the quick starts around the league who has impressed you most um just and and whether it's like you know the Bruins or the Knights who are atop with 10 wins or even like a team like the Red Wings or the Canucks well it's not San Jose I guess we'll get that one out of the gate right away um but going around the league as a whole you just mentioned Vegas that that's got to be the obvious one if I'm uh not mistake though 11 one and one so far I know their one loss was to Anaheim which definitely was uh was not who I would have expected. A there, weird one. You look at you look at their start. They're uh, they're the league's leading uh, scoring team. Their goaltending kind of platoon so far with Aiden Hill and Logan Thompson have both been good. I, I mean, you go up and down that lineup. They, they won they won the cup last year, and they're the favorite coming into this season for a reason. Jack Eichel's obviously starting to to really find his footing out there. Mark Stone is their captain and a leader on the ice for them. Marchessault has been there since day one. He's been a big producer. And, and the other thing that kind of makes it even more impressive, they've been beat up a little bit, too. I know on their blue line, Petrangelo, a, a guy you're very familiar with, Andrew, and Alex Martinez has both been injured for him there. And mm-hmm. they're still finding a way to get it done. 
But uh, I guess to, to throw a couple more at you besides those two, one of the teams I would kind of zone in on is New Jersey. Mm. Um, the, the record might not be one that's jumping off the page, but the, the power play is good. They're explosive. Jack Hughes is a budding superstar. So definitely a, a lot of teams to keep an eye on. And at the same time, the, the Tampas, the Colorados of the world, you, uh, you can never rule out in the course of the season. So. Right. Jordan McAlpine, he covers hockey for just about everybody. We appreciate your time, Jordan, and we'll talk to you again soon. Yep, no problem. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Jordan.